Welcome to Lead and Lift with Shabaday Jaglal Ramnath, the podcast where we work with high-achieving moms in leadership on their communication and confidence. Now our host, Shabaday. Welcome back to another episode of Lead and Lift. I am your host, Shabaday Jaglal Ramnath. I am excited to share with you five productivity habits from billionaires, Olympic athletes, and entrepreneurs. Have you ever felt like, despite your hard work, you didn't get everything done that you wanted to? Have you ever looked at your calendar and wondered, how will you get through the day? There are back-to-back meetings and you're double-booked for most of them. Have you ever rolled out of bed and realized you're not ready yet to face the day? Have you ever wondered how some people just get so much done in the day? They're so full of energy, you might even wonder, what are they drinking? I've shared numerous times on the show that I'm just obsessed with how people utilize their 24 hours. So when I found this book on Amazon called 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management, it's by New York bestselling author Kevin Cruz, I immediately ordered it. I mean, I was curious to see if I was actually practicing these habits and what new things I can learn and implement to make me more productive. I know that you too want to get more done with your time, so I thought, you know what, I'd share five of those habits with you. And if you want to know all 15, grab the book. I will add that to the show notes for you. Maybe you can implement these habits into your days and assess how much your productivity has increased. I know that if the most successful people already have these habits, then it must be working because of their results. So let's dive into habit number one. And this is called time is your most valuable and scarce resource. Now, you already know time is scarce. However, do you really know that it's most valuable and it's scarce? How many times have you said to a coworker or, you know, someone, hey, you got a minute? I'm guilty of this too. And instead of asking for one minute, I ask for, hey, do you have five minutes? Because I know that I can get the answer if I get on a five-minute call than a 30-minute meeting. Most people go through their days on autopilot. And before you know it, it's Friday. And this is when you see them come alive because the weekend is coming. And then on Monday, you ask them, hey, how was your weekend? And most of the times you hear, oh, I wish the weekend was longer. Well, my friend, We've got to stop wishing and start doing so. Wake up. Each day, we each have 24 hours. Regardless of if you're a billionaire or you're an average corporate employee, that's a total of 1,440 minutes. That 1440. How do you spend those minutes is critical because time spent is one thing you will never get back. Are you one of those people who show up to work because you have a full-time job, you don't do as much as you should? Remember, 
you may think that whether you work or not, you're still going to get paid for the day. However, that time you wasted, it's never coming back. That time could have been spent with your loved ones. That time could have been spent on working on your dreams so you could eventually stop building someone else's empire. That time could have been spent creating a positive ripple effect in someone's life by helping them. The only person you cheated was yourself. You see, the difference between highly successful people and you is that they value each minute of the day. The most successful people in the world, they got their time and their mind. They establish habits to utilize their time because once tasks become a habit, then it gets to a state of automaticity that you can do the task faster because you're not thinking, what's the next step? What's the next step? Let me give you an example. Think of the last time you drove to the grocery store. Now, you just walk to the car, you started it, and you are at the store. Most times, your mind was somewhere else as your body was driving the car. You were in a state of automaticity because you've driven that route many, many times before. Successful people, they utilize minutes while you and I may think of, an, of days in terms of hours. And the more time we give ourselves to do a task, guess what? That's how long the task will take. If you remember that the moment you wake up, that you're 1440, it's 1439 and 1438, what will you do differently? Will you still browse and consume social media for 60 minutes? And that's just in the morning. What about each five minutes when you automatically reach for your phone to just see what's going on? Or in the evening, you watch Netflix for 160 minutes per day? Would you start allocating some of that time to get your body and your mind stronger? Allocate your time to adopt the habits of highly successful people. Allocate that time to work and invest in you. Habit number two that I found is work from your calendar, not a to-do list. Are you one of those persons with a to-do list? What I have noticed is that a to-do to-do list is like a Duracell bunny. It just keeps going and going and going. I know many of you will know the commercial that I'm talking about. It keeps going like there's no end. And what it does is it adds unnecessary stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. Because no matter how much you scratch off that list, guess what? There's much more things that you add to the list. So you don't feel like you've achieved anything. No wonder you can't shut your brain down at night and go to sleep because it just keeps going over all the things that you didn't do. The success habit here is to schedule your items into your calendar. So there is block time to do that activity. 
and treat your block time as they're like such an important appointment that you can't miss it. Like you have this appointment with a specialist that you waited months to get and you can't reschedule that. You gotta go. So yes, an idea may come to you and you may write it down so you don't forget or something might might come to your mind. Let's say you remember you need milk and you may just make a note of it. However, have a spot in your calendar. Have a spot where you put that thing. So let's say you have an allocated time to do grocery shopping on your calendar. You may put the milk thing into that section. Have a spot to do everything so that you have more control. So now you know when you go to your calendar, you know exactly what work you need to do. This process also helps you plan and think about what you need to get the task done. So you're not just writing it down there. It's also as you're writing it down there, you're thinking it through, you're writing it down, you know that that's the scheduled time to get that task done. Now, I know there's some people who consider themselves creatives and they say, well, I don't like to block time because I don't want to be boxed in into things. But guess what? What are you doing right now? Chances are you're not doing anything, nothing creative because you're wandering and drifting through the entire day. Because when you look at your calendar, it's free. And guess what? When it's free, we don't do anything. Make sure to schedule time for breaks and times to recharge and actually honor those just as though you would honor the, the blocks of time where you have work to do. And also schedule free time. So like a block of time free on your calendar so you can actually think and process your thoughts and maybe, you know, capture some of those thoughts that you're having. This seems like make-believe item when you think about an executive calendar. However, remember, you only have 1,440 minutes per day. And if you're not in control of it, then other people's agenda will be the priority. The third habit is always carry a notebook. And yes, if you have a notebook, you should also have a pen. Have you ever struggled to shut down your brain at night? Are you someone who gets to a meeting and then realize you forgot what you wanted to ask the person? Are you someone who has a hard time keeping your brain quiet? Your body may be present in a meeting, but your mind is busy making a grocery list or reminding you about that important presentation you've not started yet. These are all issues that can be resolved with one simple habit. And this one is from Sir Richard Branson, and he says, write things down. If you don't write it down, you will forget it. And by writing it down, chances are you're more likely to act on it. And that's why we hear that successful people journal. They have a notebook to keep their ideas and thoughts to process their feelings, their day, to brainstorm ideas. They also take notes by hand instead of a computer. And this has proven to help you retain information for longer periods of time. 
Now, I shared an idea in episode 51 called Get More Done. And in that, I mentioned that I was reading a book called Get More Done. And there was a brilliant idea I found in there, which is keeping a book to write things down. I actually call my book a mind safe. So when I write it down, I allow it to leave my mind. I let go of it. And my mind is now open to generate more ideas. I also keep a book and a pen in my bathroom because I don't know if this happens to you, but I would have a question that I'm thinking about and I can't get the answer. And the moment I walk into the shower, it's like I get the answer or I get a brilliant idea and I have to write it down. Knowing that your stuff is in a safe place, you know, when you write it down, you have a special notebook for it. It gives you confidence that you have things organized and it clears that item off your mind so that you can focus on other things that's coming up. From your notebook, you then schedule these items on your calendar so that you know what you need to work on. You know when you have meetings and you remember what to ask someone and it allows you most of all to quiet your mind in the night before you go to sleep. The fourth habit to share with you, and this one my friends in corporate might not like this, but this is one of the ideas that, you know, the billionaires are using. And this one is schedule and attend meetings as a last resort when all other forms of communications won't, won't work. Now, like I said, this one goes against the corporate environment because we both know that meetings, that's the first point of action in the corporate world. The minute you need to know something, man, you open up Outlook and you schedule a whole one-hour block with everybody that you can think of that you need to get there to help you with this item. And let's face it, most meetings we attend is a total waste of everybody's time. Have you ever counted the amount of people that shows up to a meeting? Sometimes it's like 12. I went to a meeting and there was like 150 people in attendance. And yes, some of those are a waste of time. Can you just imagine the productivity that's lost for that company, the amount of money that's lost? I mean, we need to keep this in the back of our minds the next time we go in Outlook to schedule a meeting. If the person who booked the meeting just called someone in the team, most of the times they can get the answer. Or my best meetings, or should I say the worst ones I've seen, is when you go to a meeting and then the people you need to make the decision or say how the thing would work, they weren't even invited. So then you have a second meeting and they say that you need to invite someone else. And before you know it, and this is actually reality, right? Before you know it, a whole month has gone by and you're still trying to have the meeting because people are busy and their calendars are booked and they don't have time. And the more people you have in the meeting, the, the further you need to schedule the meeting because the calendars are all booked up. And then you get into this downward spiral and this meeting just never happens. So, oh my gosh. I'm so glad that the secret, one of the secrets from the world's most successful people is to use meetings as a last resort. 
That means that each of us, yes, you, and also myself, each of us has the responsibility to change the meeting downward spiral that we get ourselves into. Each one of us has that responsibility. And if we start doing that, guess what? We would make all lives easier because we'll have to go to less meetings. So you might be wondering why meetings suck that much. A lot of the times, there's no clarity on the agenda. The wrong people are attending because some people just want to be invited to see what's going on. The majority of meetings in corporate, they start late. And when you start late, that's five minutes of everybody in that meeting. Their time is wasted because you're waiting on somebody to join because their prior meeting is probably running late. Then you have some people who just dominate the meeting and derail it. And since the agenda was not clear in the first place, they sort of slip in their own agenda. And then, of course, there's no clear action or next steps no owners identified, so the item was not resolved. And guess what? It's going to show up again at the next time that the team gets together because somebody would ask, hey, remember that meeting we had earlier this morning? Uh, who's doing that? So there wasn't that clarity, so the thing wasn't resolved. Meetings also break up the focus time that the team has because most of the times they're in meetings all day, there's no time to actually do work and move things forward. Now, some teams have adopted agile methodology and they do these daily stand-up meetings, but I think they miss the whole concept of a daily stand-up meeting because you see what I've noticed is they meet first thing in the morning for a daily stand-up meeting and there is a process as to how that meeting should be held. And if done correctly, you have clarity on what is it you're going to work on in the day. You raise the challenges you're having so that you can get help so you have no blockers from getting your work done. Well, it ain't happening that way because you see the rest of the day, the team still goes on more meetings and there's more time wasted in those meetings and less time for the team to do focus work and also work out the challenges that they encounter. And then they book more meetings to address the challenges with the wrong people, and sometimes they bring the entire team there. People multitask, they don't pay attention. You can tell I'm fired up about this because, oh my God, from all my years in corporate, this one is a huge problem. And if only we can adopt how the successful people run meetings, I think we can save ourselves and save the companies so much more in productivity and money. So some recommendations for corporate or in your teams that you can try right away to, you know, make better use of this. I've seen in some corporations that I've been in that there is a no meeting day. So they pick a day in the week and on that particular day, there are no meetings. Everybody just sits and they focus on the work that they should be doing. I would say if we see that more often, we would all be more productive because when we've had those days, wow, it's been a game changer for, for the entire team. Another recommendation is that a timer 
you have a physical timer counting down the time in the meeting and you set a time for each agenda item so that everyone sees how much more time is left. In Teams, Microsoft Teams, it gives you a five-minute warning in the meeting. But what I've noticed is that's when some people just start raising other agenda items. So we have these notifications. We're not following them. Steve Jobs recommended that standing up during meetings or taking a long walk with the person during the meeting helps have more successful meetings. And then, so Richard Branson mentions that a meeting on one particular topic should not be more than five to 10 meetings. So shorter meetings are the way to go. Now, I know that Outlook automatically defaults to 30 minutes or one hour for meetings, but guess what? There's also 15-minute blocks. You can schedule a 45-minute block. You've got control. You just need to click an extra button. So my challenge to you, my friend, shorten the time of the meeting to 20 minutes. So in that case, you have an agenda, you're focused for 20 minutes, and then you give yourself 10 minutes after that meeting to recharge and get ready for your next meeting. So then no one else is late for their meeting. The fifth habit is energy management. And this is productivity is about energy and focus, not time. Have you ever heard someone say, if I had more time, I will do XXX. If I had more time, I will read. If I had more time, I will exercise. If I had more time, I will. You fill in the blank. What story have you been telling yourself for if you had more time? The problem is we each get 24 hours every day. No matter if you're a parent, you're a billionaire, you're a corporate executive. 24 hours, period. When you say, if I had more time, what you mean is, you want to get more stuff done. And the only way to get more done in the 24 hours is by maximizing your energy. And out of the whole 15 secrets that this book talked about, this was the number one secret. Successful people are able to complete 12 hours of work in eight hours. That's just an example. They just get more done faster. Have you ever noticed that as the day progresses, your eyes get tired, your brain slows down, and sometime around 2, 3 o'clock when you reach for that cup of coffee or that chocolate bar, because let's face it, you're tired. And let's say you were creating a presentation. It takes way more time to complete it because you're tired, mentally and physically. It takes a lot of energy to bounce from back-to-back meetings and constant emails. Things just keep coming at you constantly all day. So what's the solution? Well, as a certified high-performance coach, energy management is one of the most important high-performance habits. And it has been a complete game-changer in my life. Understanding how much energy you have each day 
and how to amplify it to higher levels so that you have the stamina to achieve your goals is one of the things that we work on together. So for my clients, we work on how to raise your level of energy, how to recharge daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. What makes you feel most energized? And here's some tips that I would share with you that you can start immediately. We've all heard that we should sleep at least eight hours per night. That is something that if you start practicing, you'll wake up more energized. Give it a try and you'll see. Another tip is exercise daily. So moving your body is how we generate energy. Start with something simple, five minutes on the treadmill each day, or even go outside for a walk for 30 minutes. The third tip I'll share with you is, is around taking care, taking care of yourself. So diet. We've heard that if you drink more water, your productivity increases. Also, energizing yourself daily throughout the workday. So a, a recommendation is to work in sprints. So there is this technique called the Pomodoro Technique, which I'm sure you've heard of. And in that high level, it says, set a timer and work for 25 minutes. And when that timer goes off, you take a break for five minutes. But when you're doing the, the work, you work on a single item and you focus. And when the timer goes off for your five minutes, you get up, you stretch, you walk away, you give your eyes a rest from the screen. You can even drink water and you can refocus on what am I going to be working on for the next 25 minutes block of time. Or if you find you get into a flow in the 25-minute period, you can set your timer for a 50-minute block. But when that timer goes off, you get up, you take a walk for the 10 minutes, you stretch, you drink some water, you re-energize, and you hop back into the work that you were doing. The other thing, too, that I've tried personally that has really worked is schedule a half an hour at the end of the day for you to recharge, for you to reflect on the day. And this could be when you do your journal, your gratitude, but just for you to sit in quiet time, reflect on the day and recharge. I mean, come on, you plug in your phones every day, you see it goes red. How are you recharging yourself and generating more energy when you need it to take you through the day? If you want to move to the next level, then you know the answer is in your habits. So why not adopt the habits of the world's most successful people? It worked for them, and most likely, it's going to work for you too. The only thing in your way now is taking action. Choose one of the five habits I shared and set up time in your calendar starting today to do it. Thank you for listening to Lead and Lift with Shabade Jagwal Ramna. Make sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss another episode. You can find our guests' contact information in the show notes. We have resources to improve your leadership, your communication, and your confidence at leadandlift.com. We invite you to go check those out. Stay tuned for the next episode.